developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1183 today. The results of a poll tapping the wisdom of the crowd about the question of who might have been watching over Rey before we met her in The Force Awakens and and a rumor about the runtime of The Last Jedi. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and thankfully I did not have to implement the backup plan. <laughs> there were some issues with Audacity this evening, and I thought I was actually going to be recording this on my phone and uploading it the hard way, the messy way, just so that we got the podcast episode out to you. But thankfully, Audacity managed to figure itself out. And so here we are doing it the way that we normally do it in the way that you're used to. So I'll say a little prayer to the Audacity gods for that one. Anyway. Today, I wanted to follow up on something that we talked about on an earlier podcast this week, and it centers around that children's picture book, BB-8 on the Run. Now, yes, it's a children's picture book, and so maybe we shouldn't be looking at it too closely as far as canon goes, but it was either Pablo or Leland, I can't remember which of the two of them, but one of them said that pretty much the evaluation of every single piece of Star Wars media that comes out now is the same, regardless of whether it's an adult book or a young adult book or a kid's book, that it's all getting looked at from the lens of A, does this fit within the canon, and B, does it conflict with anything else in the canon? The one caveat of this being that somebody could be telling you a story within the Star Wars universe and that storyteller might not be reliable. For example, how we're supposed to get the Legends of Luke Skywalker book coming out on Halloween Day, and it includes short stories about Luke as told by some folks that are on a ship heading to Canto Bight, but these are legends of Luke Skywalker, and so who knows which is true and which is not true, and so that's kind of the big tease of the whole thing. But I digress slightly, so let's get back to the whole who's watching over Ray thing. This was inspired basically by the fact that when BB-8 goes away from Poe Dameron to escape with the map piece and to try and you know, get as far away from the First Order as possible, etc., etc. It's less than 24 hours before BB-8 encounters Rey, all right? So you would think, all right, let's first of all talk about how far could he get in 24 hours, and then you actually have to roll that back because, A, he stopped for the night. He apparently got to the Graveyard of Giants and camped out in a ship, or at least in some area where there were crash ships. Maybe it wasn't the full Graveyard of Giants. I don't know. But anyway, he camped out overnight in a ship, and then the next day was captured by Tito, so he was taken out of commission for some time while he had to figure out how to get out of there. He ran into a bunch of steel peckers and got waylaid by them a little bit while his new friend, the loading droid, got 
the steel peckers to run away or to follow him as he ran away, I should say. And then BB-8 ran into a starving family and he had to go all the way back to the ship in which he spent the night the night before. So utterly erasing any progress that he'd made and then started out again to get back to that family and bring them uh, the ration packs that they um, that they so desperately needed. And then he ran into the Hapabore, right? And he had to go back to a medical, a place where he saw medical supplies and bring that to the Hapabore, right? And so he's spending time with the starving family and with the hurt Hapabore and then finally gets bagged by Tito again after he gets to where the droid ship is that's going to take off, okay? And he has to lead the Tito away from the droid ship so that way uh, his loading droid friend and all of his other droid friends can take off and get away. And then he gets captured by Tito, and that's when Ray shows up and rescues him. Which is a long way around of saying that he didn't actually have to go that far from Tawanel to encounter Ray. And so... That begs the question, is Lorsan Tekka or the rest of his Church of the Force people, are they actually keeping an eye on Rey, a la Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy? So I put this out as a poll to the two podcast groups on Facebook, Star Wars Podcasts and Podcasters, and also the Star Wars Podcast Alliance, which has currently changed its name to the Star Wars Porgcast Alliance. Very cute. And so here's what I wrote for the poll. It said, when key child characters are separated from their parents, like Anakin, Luke, and Leia, they're always being protected by someone benevolent and nearby, i.e. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, Owen, Beru, and Obi-Wan, Orbrey, and Bale. And so who do you think was protecting Rey? And the choices that I threw in there were Unkar Plutt, with the caveat that he would probably have to be paid to do it and that he would probably quit when Ray became an adult. Uh, Lor Santeca and the Church of the Force crew, of course. Constable Zuvio to finally give him a purpose. And someone else, potentially, and left that open to people commenting away. And I have to say, I was a little surprised, but not surprised, and a little disappointed, that the Lor Santeca idea did not capture the imaginations of everybody pulled. In fact, Unkar Plutt was the clear winner, and, of course, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that He's the one holding Ray's arm in her force back vision. So, yeah, he's the obvious choice for sure. But there were some fun, memorable answers, including Tito. <laughs> Tito is possibly doing it. Um, Han Solo and Brian Fontaine, who does the Jedi Scavenger podcast. He actually says that uh, he and his colleagues did a whole podcast on the theory that Han Solo was actually the one who was keeping watch over Ray. And let's see, what else? Uh, a couple of answers where uh, Ray herself was just said, you know, she's just there to uh, protect herself. Caden Patrick, who is part of the Rebel Chatter podcast, actually said, I think her parents may have traded her for the ship to get off world. So his answer is no one. I thought that was a brutal answer. Oh, my gosh, that she was basically sold into slavery to Ankara Plutt in order to get a ship. That would be really awful, although... You know, it doesn't seem like that could possibly be the case because she seems to have too much independence in that way. So I don't think she could have been sold into slavery for that. But it's still, I mean, it's not too far off of a possibility. So, so far, Ankar Plot seems to be the clear winner at this point. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, too. So share them in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. I'm going to take a quick break and then the rumor about the runtime of The Last Jedi. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, 
The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back all right so in a sense this isn't so much of a rumor it just seems like kind of a rumor to me this is posted on the cineworld website and cineworld is a theater chain that operates overseas in fact they say what is the deal with it it says uh, 226 sites and 2,115 screens in nine different territories. So yeah, it's, it's legit, right? And they have a thing where, I mean, you can't pre-order tickets for it just yet, but they're getting ready and they put up a page for pre-ordering tickets for The Last Jedi just to, you know, get everything prepped. And on there, they claim that the runtime for The Last Jedi is going to be 150 minutes. That's 150-150 minutes. So if you're keeping score at home, that would make it not only the longest Star Wars movie of all time, but also make it about 15 minutes longer than The Force Awakens. So take that for what you will. I don't know if it's just a placeholder or, I mean, he's done with it, right? Ryan Johnson is done with it. So it's entirely possible that that is a, a live and accurate number. But that's one where I feel like, and then this is where I would go, feel like what? But <laughs> this is a situation where I feel like I'm not ready to trust 150-minute runtime just yet. Kind of sounds exciting, though, I must say. I'd love to hear your thoughts about a long Star Wars movie, a long Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie. So share those in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com also. And with that... We're going to call it a day here on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. And hey, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com slash sw7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.